0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC John Coleman. Dio, what's popping? JC, what's popping? Is you and I coming back from Vegas?
1: I know, I didn't have the people say my name for me
0: mastermind 2022 was a success it was a success yes it was a great event it was awesome it was a great event it had really good turnout over a thousand people at this event Mm -hmm. we had a fantastic opportunity to really get belly to belly and And face face to to face face. yes Yes. yeah with some tea loppers for sure yeah it was phenomenal and the speakers were great like barry habib kicked it Mm -hmm. off Barry did a phenomenal job. As usual. Uh, yeah, yeah. what you would expect, mm-hmm. right? Look, you're a 40-year industry veteran. Better not fumble. <laughs> better not fumble. <laughs> but no, I mean, he educated, he entertained, and he inspired. Like, yeah. if he was on T-LOP, I'd be like, check, check, check. Yeah. Right? He taught us shit they don't teach in high school. Mm-hmm. If he was on T-LOP, I'd be like, check.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Shayla Gifford brought down the house. I heard, I heard. She also ghosted us, but that's okay. Next time. Hey. It's not the first she's or last busy, time that we will busy. be rejected. It's, it's that our hearts will be broken, Shayla. It's okay. Yeah. But um, truth be told, she still sits on the top of 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 the in the top five of people I want to interview. Like I wouldn't put her ahead of James Clear. I wouldn't put her ahead of uh, Chris Voss. Okay. But I put her in the top five. Okay. She is somebody that our audience should follow. Yeah. She has a great energy about her. She's someone that I don't know very well, and I would like to get to know on a professional level. Um, But she spoke, brought down the house. So that was phenomenal. Um, And then we did our thing. Yeah. We did our thing. And for the most part, I think it was well-received. How about this? For people who weren't there. So John and I had this opportunity to speak in a room that probably held, I don't know, 100, 150 people. Mm -hmm. Right? So this was the only real mastermind session of an event called Mastermind. Go figure. The rest of the time was you were in the audience and people were speaking to you. Mm -hmm. But they weren't really receptive to your ideas and your questions. So we had a more private uh, event and we had Jungo come in and sponsor it. And they, they did a phenomenal job. Yes. Uh, so we provided food. We went up to a different room that had a, this awesome view overlooking the strip called the view. Yeah. The room was called the view. <laughs> yeah. And, um, we opened up the audience and said, yeah. like, what, what are your pressing questions? What are some things that are working well for you in your markets? Would you be willing to share them with the group? hmm And the first lady who took the mic. Oh, gosh. Yes. Christina, right?
1: Shout out, Christina.
0: She's not even a tealoper, which is even more amazing. So hopefully we created a new tealoper out of being there. And me being me, I just threw it out there. I'm like, hey, first, before you ask your question, you have to sing some karaoke.
1: And she did.
0: She busted out some Bonnie Raitt like it was nobody's business. Yeah, and did
1: not stop. Through the first hook, through the second chorus. through the I was like, wow, this is.
0: Yeah. She was singing to you. (laughs) It was a little better than that, job. Well, yeah, but the hook is the the melody is there. Yeah, but but nonetheless, um, and we rocked it. We went yeah. over our time t- time a lot. Man, go figure! Yeah, go I figure. DL
1: <laughs> running over his time a lot. Okay.
0: Yeah, I I didn't care, but like we we thoroughly enjoyed hanging out, and I I want to give shout outs. I promise you, I'm going to miss somebody. Of course. I'm gonna do my best to go off the top of my, my, my head. Maybe you can throw some in. Okay. Um, and just because I want the kick of like people who weren't T loppers, but maybe are mm-hmm. shout out to max shout out max. So this dude, Max, um, was sitting in a sea of loan originators and just subtly throws out. I was like, yeah, I do about 300 million. I'm like, Oh cool. And your lifetime is like Nah, a year.
1: No big deal.
0: Yeah. Austin, Texas. Homeboy just broke off and started his own independent mortgage banker.
1: Hold my beer.
0: Exactly. <laughs> like fused his own capital. So like he is someone that I'm grateful for attending because right. I think now we can network. And offline, he and I were talking shop like the geeky C&B stuff. Yeah, your favorite. Just totally geeked out. Yeah, my, you're right. My favorite. <laughs> but so we had Max there on one spectrum. We had Justin. Like Justin's like 21, 22 years old. And he's he's traveling around to various high school and colleges. Yeah. Teaching financial literacy and real estate, mm-hmm. so like he was up uh, up in the house. He was enjoying what we were doing, and all the people we got to hang out with, right? So you have Katie and Kayla up in North Dakota, right? Lender Lu- Lucy, 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 lender, yeah, Lucy, Dude, Lucy the lender. She's yeah. in Savannah, Georgia. She is crushing it. Like this lady's doing ten units for three million a month. She's like six months into the business, brand new, and uh, just a small subtle on my own back here, John. Okay. She's like, Dio, I know you always ask us to like push your content out to our realtor mm-hmm. friends and our lender friends. She's like, but if they heard that, they would realize that all I do is parrot everything that you tell us to say. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I'm like, but that's the purpose of the show is yeah. is to bring that because I'm not the original creator. Mm -hmm. I may tell you my version of that particular script or what to do, but that's just me swiping and adapting for over the past 18, 20 years in the business. But nonetheless, like Lucy kills it. Her husband's some badass in the army. Uh, one of the benefits she has is she has lived in like six different markets where she Mm -hmm. was a top realtor in two or three of them. Mm -hmm. And she's been able to pull on that success. But you know, we had to hang out with, with her. How about the Cali crew, right? Chris up in Cali, Raul up in Cali. Um, God, they were with a couple other guys that night that we all hung out that were all part of this, This like I call it the Cali Click. <laughs> Tony and Christine. Shout out Tony and Christine, yeah. <laughs> Tony and Christine, Yo. they are from Cali as well. You know, I ended up going to Absinthe with them.
1: Good for you, Dustin. Like,
0: what a cool, like, just last minute, hey, what are y'all doing? Cool, let's, let's go to Caesars and go to my favorite show called yeah. Absinthe. So we were able to do that. Um, Sandro stopped and hung out with us. We had Nick, we had Marcus, we had Edison, Yeah, right? Um, Who's missing Will up in OKC. So Will is crushing it on social media. Mm. Uh, I believe the last name is, is Gomes. I think it's G-O-M-E-S, but he's a top producer, but he's killing it all over uh, Instagram right now, TikTok, Facebook. Uh, actually I actually had the opportunity to sit down in the in the food court with him. Okay. Yeah. The first day that lunch was a little bit weak. Um, so afterwards I had to go and get uh, real food, get real food. Yeah. At like, you know, <laughs> McDonald's <laughs> yeah. something like yeah. that. Yeah. I think it was like Panda express actually even worse, but yeah, but he and I were able to sit down and talk about like social media, um, uh, tips and tricks mm-hmm. and hacks that all work. Um, who else we had we had Erica, Oh, Jay and Josh, Jay and Josh shout who out to Utah. Sh- yeah. Utah by way of Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah, so very cool. Um, and then Air Force. Air Force, Shakita. Shakita. Yes. Not even an L.O. yet. Not
1: even an L.O.
0: yet. No, not even an L.O. But she lives in Vegas. Yeah. She's stationed in Vegas. Word. And said, hey, you guys are going to be in town. I'm a big fan of the show. I want to swing by. Amazing. Yep. So for the people that we left off, we apologize.
1: See you on the next go around.
0: We will see you on the <laughs> next go around. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, yes, I mean, there's so many, so many of y'all came up to us. To introduce yourselves and take pictures and literally thank you.
1: Yeah, like literally.
0: It. Thank you. Uh, that's what motivates us. Look into
1: the camera and say it. Oh, right? hey, Thank you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> thank you for, for stopping by for, for wanting a picture, for wanting to introduce yourself. John and I are very shallow people by nature, so yes. that adds fuel to our fire. <laughs> uh, we could tell some people were like creepily staring at us. That's awesome. I mean you but it. not stopping. Yeah. I'm like, no, stop. Yeah, like stop. If you creepily stare at me and you don't stop, I think you're laughing at me. Either I have something in my teeth mm-hmm. or I have a stain on my shirt mm-hmm. or I, I'm too pasty pale. And then he
1: gets mad and then he doubled <laughs> and he doubles down on the horn high yo oh, and he Jesus. tells me, John, t- don't let me. And I said, Dustin, you told me not to Yes.
0: yes, yes, yes. And I definitely lost my ass at the craps table, like I promised. Yeah. I promised You're a people, man of your
1: word, Dustin. Yeah.
0: In fact, um, yeah, Who? it was Eric, right? That was hanging yes. out with us? Yeah, Eric, Eric. Yeah, it was Eric hanging out with us that first night at the craps table. He was a witness. And he looked at me and goes, holy shit, you weren't lying. I said, why would I lie to you? Yeah. I'm going to bet like a jack wagon, and I'm going to lose my money. And then at like 10 o'clock, I got tired. I'm like, I'm going to bed. Like, right. I'm tired yeah. of going yeah. to bed. Right. Because uh, I was still on East Coast time. Correct Oh, my goodness. But, were, hey, it was a good time. Thank you, yeah. if you, thank all, you everyone. Thank, thank you, you, all the T-Loppers.
1: Round of applause for yourselves, everybody.
0: There you go. Um, but you, if you see us out and about at an event, please please stop and say hi. Yeah. Um, we, we we definitely like it. Plus, it's our way of not feeling bad about ourselves. Because If you just stare at us, we think something's wrong. Oh, for and sure. by the way, uh, for those of y'all – who have never met John Coleman? He is all of six foot two pushing six foot three. They say I slouch, but, you nah, do I, do slouch not, but I have in your a seat.
1: short torso. Bro. Is that what it is? Yeah, you have long ass rad. legs yeah, and, long a short, legs torso? and a short torso. It's called birth <laughs> genetics. We're going to talk about some DNA
0: and some genetics. <laughs>
1: Look at my segue. Look. It's so flawless. I but know.
0: That's right. You know, you do 260 some episodes, John, and you start figuring out how to segue shit, don't you? <laughs> no, but, but just truth be told, because um, at some point, John's heard. Oh, wow, you're much taller, taller than I, I anticipated. Yeah. what would you think? I was 5'2"? Hey, you don't know. You, you, there's a lot of short guys that have your booming voice. That's true, though. Yeah. But I, yeah. No, but John and I are both about the same height. Yeah. Right? Somewhere around 6'2". It is. Depending on the shoes we're wearing. You did get some compliments on your Jays, though. This is, you know, it's part of the lifestyle I live, though. Yeah, but I had some people pull me aside like, hey, his his Jordan game is all. But look, porn. that's
1: why, to yin to yang, you're wearing your CMB pin with your Tom James blouse or whatever you call it but you wore jeans because the wrangler because the other thing didn't look look at it, man it's good
0: yin and yang all, all right. right whatever you just said yeah let's jump into today's episode because lucy the lender is already like guys shut the f- <laughs> up and and please let me just oh, get i hope to the not because if she fast
1: forward or she wouldn't have heard the shout out uh,
0: guess what her
1: problem her not problem. ours
0: correct that's her problem not ours okay so today's topic yes. is something that i'm really going to start playing with okay um it's called know your sales dna Okay, what is your sales DNA? This topic was born off of my two business partners and I preparing for our regional sales rally, which, by the way, this freaking hurricane that's that's coming in a couple days Mm. or supposed to come Mm -hmm. has now ruined or postponed three or four months of hard work. We had 90 people coming in. To Orlando, Florida, most of them coming in from out of state or out of the area, staying in a hotel for two nights where we're going to put on our own mastermind, but just for our associates. It's something we've been doing for 11 years. This was going to be our 11th annual. And one of the presentations that I was putting together was, I'm thinking, oh, well, what's next year? Next year's 2023. What are we doing? Well, we're preparing for 2023. 23 and me. How does that rhyme? Or how does that go? Right? 23andMe. Oh my God, that's the DNA. Oh my gosh. What's your sales DNA? Holy cow. Let's do a breakout called 23andMe. What's your sales DNA? Well, I'm not going to be able to do that. do that this week as planned and prepared. Therefore we're going to do it on today's episode. Word. All right. So here's the general thought in consensus as salespeople, as master self promoters, networkers, marketeers, our job is to get out there and let people know who we are what we do and how we can help them do you agree agreed you agree Mm -hmm. how we do that is going to be particular to each person based on who they are as a human right right how are you genetically predispositioned Mm -hmm. what are the things that you're naturally good at what are the things that you naturally like because when we look at ourselves as the species of homo sapien or humans, yeah. we know there's nature and we know there's nurture, mm-hmm. right? Nature is how were you born, right? What were you predispositioned to be? Everything from your your the color of your skin to your height to how hairy your back is or isn't, how long your nails can grow and they can't grow, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Also, what flavors do you like mm-hmm. versus what flavors do you not like, right? Mm-hmm. All that's just a DNA thing. Then there's things called your nurture. Right. Well, nurture is, well, what was my environment in terms of how was I raised? What was I around? What was I exposed to? Mm -hmm. Right. Because you can take someone who is of average intelligence and you can put them in an environment of a bunch of rocket scientists, but they can only come so far. Now, nature can move the needle a little bit, but it's not going to take someone who's of average intelligence and turn them into a rocket scientist. Correct. Right. Because they need that natural ability. So your sales DNA is really recognizing first and foremost, well, well, who am I and what do I do? Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna speak more specifically to people who are in a industry that requires a lot of networking. This could be mortgage loan originators. It could be residential realtors. It could be commercial realtors, commercial Mm -hmm. lenders. It could be financial advisors, life insurance, salespeople, people, people who sell fancy clothing like Tom James, Mm -hmm. right? It's all of those types of, of industries and careers where we have to recognize what they are. And I've come up with six. Okay, there are six that I think you have to figure out is this you? And again, you'll know it's you. If a you're just naturally good at it. And then b if you like doing it. But what I've found is if you're naturally good at something, you tend to like doing it. Because that type of success makes you feel good about yourself. And who doesn't like to feel good about themselves?
1: Right? Question for you before you? Yes. What do you feel when it comes to sales professionals has a larger impact, the nurture aspect or the nature aspect
0: when it comes to sales professionals? I would say it's 70% nature. I would say it's 30% nurture. Okay. I think in order to be the best of the best, you gotta just be naturally good. That means your aptitude is one in which is above average. Your attitude, meaning how you approach sales, is that it's above average. And then it's, what do you put into your craft? Cause you do have to work at it. Mm-hmm. But if I took someone who'd had zero natural ability and I took someone who didn't like doing the things that it takes, I could probably move that needle from an F performer to a C performer. Where I feel like someone who had just a high aptitude and had the right attitude, they're going to start off as a C performer. Now they may choose to stay there, mm-hmm. right? They may choose to stay there, but if they put forth, Mm-hmm. a little nurturing, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're talking about B and A performers mm-hmm. and, and an A performer tends only to do what, what it took to do a B performer two extra times. Cause you kind of, the term is called leveling, leveling up for a reason. So you were naturally a C you worked hard at your craft and became a B. Your question to yourself is, Do I want to stay a B for the next 20 years, or do I want to focus on becoming from a B to an A and A to an A plus mm-hmm. each time requires a, a specific, intentional, extra effort. So so. that would be my, my thoughts on it. So first and foremost, we're going to go with the very first. Is this a part of your DNA? Are you a cold caller? And by cold caller, I don't necessarily in today's day and age, mean pick up the phone. It could be, I text, I email, Mm -hmm. I call, I door knock. I DM, I Facebook messenger, but are you the type of person who will pick up the phone and call 20, 30, 40, 50, hundred people a day, if that's what it takes. To some people, they do it, they're good at it, therefore they like it enough, and that's a part of their sales DNA. I think all of us have to have a, have a, a certain level where that is incorporated into what we do. Now, how we do it may be different because how you do it may determine, well, where are you finding these people's names? Some people, aren't really willing to cold call, but they will warm call. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you know, first and foremost, let's figure out, is this you? If it's not you, that's okay. What I'm going to ask you to do is quit trying to slam a square peg through a round hole, right? Quit trying to do things that they don't come natural. Find what does come natural to you. So here's something else that someone could say, Yeah, I do X. Mm -hmm. So I work, if you're a lender, I work open houses. That's what I do. It's in my DNA. I like doing it. Right. When I talked to Ben with CMG up in Massachusetts, he likes doing open houses.
1: Yeah. Like
0: he, he likes doing them. Mm -hmm. He likes getting there. He likes answering questions about the local school district because Ben purposefully and intentionally looks for open houses in an area that he knows very well. Smart guy. Very smart guy. Right. And that's adding value to the realtor. Mm -hmm. He's there to answer mortgage questions, but he's actually there to bring value to the realtor and hopefully turn that value into a relationship. So, if you're outside of the mortgage industry you're working an open house maybe working a trade show you're open working open house maybe doing pop buys at various mm-hmm. client offices right for some people they'd rather cold call and never do a pop buy yeah. other people i only want to do pop buys i, I never, never want, want a cold, cold call, call. Yeah. yeah it doesn't matter what you choose what matters is that you recognize that in this case there's six different ways to to uh skin a cat right. Peel an onion, mm. chop wood. All right. you need to find your two. You're going to have your main, and then you're going to have your accent.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So there's other people in today's day and age. Who are like, look, I dominate social media. Dominate it. I'm going to take a deep breath and a step back. I'm going to take. spend. I'm going to spend a little time on this one. Uh oh, he's about Just to get on the soapbox. Ready to go into the rabbit Let hole. Let me take a deep breath. Take a step. Take a step back. Take a sip from whatever I'm holding in this uh, copper cup. Dirty water. Take a step back. First and foremost, I want to take the word media out of social media because nobody likes the media. That's a fact. Okay, And I'm going to go one step further. I hated the media when I was in high school. Mm -hmm. And that was 20 plus years ago. With your communications degree. Before it was cool. With your communications degree. Advertising public relations. Oh, yeah. With a four-year background in video production, John. But I was doing video production... (laughs) When we literally were still on tape, we weren't, we had yeah, over. Yeah, I, know. Yep. B- I had the A- DVC
1: tape and you had to manually I, patch the-
0: I, I had the AB roll. Uh-huh. Yep. I had video toaster. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. We, That I was know. it. Yeah. Shout out to Miss G <laughs> at Lyman High School. <laughs> oh um, No, the social media networker. So this is somebody that says, look, I'm going to network utilizing LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook, maybe even TikTok. Yeah. Okay. If you do this, if you're going to make this part of your way of marketing, please know where people fail based on my experiences, based on my observations. And we're a decade into this. Like it was 10 years ago that Facebook became a thing that was outside of people who had .edu and their email address. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I still think that we still don't have it right. When you are on the very social media platforms, you have to know which platform does what well and why are you there? If I'm posting a reel on Instagram, I am not posting something. That's like call now hit me up. It is not a call to action. I'm making an informational video in hopes that I, I create a lot of views. Those views end up becoming more followers Mm -hmm. of my Instagram account. Then in my stories, I can intentionally post things that are more call to action. Call me now. Yes, DM me for this, yeah. right? Like, that's what I'm trying to do on Instagram. If I'm on LinkedIn, I have to understand that the person on LinkedIn is probably not also on Instagram. Mm-mm. And the person on LinkedIn, they don't necessarily want me advertising to them. Yeah. They want to see that I'm a human, yeah. I'm a professional, I'm knowledgeable, I know what what I do, and I just want to build my connections mm-hmm. so that I can take it a step further and actually send them messages. Ah. And then when they, before they respond, they're going to click on me. They're going to see my profile. They're going to read my bio. They're going to see my post and then they're going to determine whether or not they want to connect with me. Yep. But I use LinkedIn to connect with other professionals, yeah. builders, attorneys, CPAs, HR directors, realtors. Like I'm trying to connect with them in a different light than who I'm trying to connect with on Instagram Yep. on Instagram. That's more of my, like, I'm going to a bar. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to a bar, I may sing karaoke, uh, I may drop some knowledge on on the mortgage industry, but if I'm just getting people that view me or follow me and I do nothing with it, that would be the equivalent of me going fishing with no bait, right? Or that'd be the equivalent of me spending $2,000 on internet leads and not calling one of them. You are on these social media platforms. I'm put Facebook with Instagram pretty similar, I am on there because I want to connect with people. Mm -hmm. So if I'm not creating content on Instagram that allows people to want to follow me, and then I'm not creating stories that make me want to do business with me. And when they do follow me, if I'm not sending them a DM, Mm -hmm. saying, Hey, thanks for following me. Is there anything particular that I could help you with? Yeah. Yeah. Is there a particular outcome you're hoping to get from this connection? Mm -hmm. How can I add value to your life? If you're not doing those things then you're missing the boat, like you're literally are showing up to it's like going to a networking event, showing up and talking to nobody. Yep. But I showed up, I was there. Where's the business? Yes. Like, why would you do this? Same thing goes for Facebook, right? If you're on Facebook and you're posting, by the way, you should be on your personal page. You should post. This is a Gwen Forcey recommendation. that still works today. It's like a three to one ratio post three times about your personal life. One, one thing about your work life and your work life cannot come across as like a used car ad, mm-hmm. but when people are liking, and if you're not sending them a message saying, thanks for liking, if you're not on their pages, commenting and liking, yeah. then you're not being present. Yeah. So too many times we show up. This is the analogy to the networking event that we paid for where we got dressed, where we you know drove 30 minutes yep. and we talked to nobody where are my leads yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah. You have to be intentional mm-hmm. when you are on the social network. But when we're back to sales DNA, we talked about becoming a cold caller. We talked about working like open houses or yeah. pop buys for mm-hmm. other industries. The other one would be, are you on social? But if you're on social it means you're intentional about it. Mm-hmm. You're spending an hour a day networking. That's what you're doing is networking. It's not just about creating content and getting likes and views, right? That's showing up. It's what are your results after it. All right. Fourth one. I love to party. Word. That's what I do. Let's go. Yep. I love to party. Okay. So I have grown my business based on throwing parties. Yeah. Okay, cool. These are intentional parties. I'm, I'm grabbing groups of people and we're getting together for happy hour.
1: Oh, girl, Lucy be getting them
0: on a bus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you could, you could do that. Yeah. You could partner with a financial advisor and you could partner with a title company mm-hmm. and you could sponsor once a month a bus that drives around your community and looks at certain mm. listings, right? That's partying. You may be into like arts and crafts. So mm-hmm. you want to get a group of six people together at your house and have them come over and do the wine with painting, yeah. right? Or go somewhere to do that. You may even want to get this host a bowling league in your local community where you have 10 teams of four. That's 40 people. And each team represents a certain brokerage or right. a certain client that mm-hmm. you're trying to break into. There you go. Right. But you're somebody who says, look, I'm intentionally going to do fun I call them party things, right. but, you know, party may be a strong word, yeah. especially coming back from Vegas. And those people think that's what party means. <laughs> this is more just like social events, right. but you want to do social events. That's what you do. You intentionally do it. The people that you invite are people that you want to work with right. people you want to bring value to. Yep. You don't hide from the fact of what you do for a living. And more importantly, all of these, these aspects, the cold calling, the open houses, the becoming the, the the social networking king or queen, the partier, they all have to lead to a one-on-one. Got to lead to one. They got to lead to a belly-to-belly, face-to-face. That's how you build trust. That's how you get to know somebody intimately. But how you meet them, that's going to be part of your sales DNA. The fifth one that I had, the educator. Mm. Mr. or Mrs. Lunch and Learn. Do you have a moment? Let me teach you something. Yes, I call this the Mike Smalley. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Smalley has earned millions upon millions of dollars as a mortgage loan originator over the past 20 years. He is one of the top originators in the country. Yes. How does he do it? It all started with Lunch and Learns. Lunch and Learns. Yep. And I'm going to tell you his secrets. You first pick a date and you put it on your calendar.
1: (laughs) Number one. True story. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yep. You're working backwards. If if the date is set and you have the place, you know you got to do it. Yeah. Then you find a partner, usually for us as some kind of a closing attorney Mm -hmm. or some kind of a, um, title company, you pick the topic. Then you both send out invites. You spend the next three weeks inviting. You can do an email, text message, social media, Mm -hmm. however you want to do it. I recommend all three, correct? The best one, pick up the damn phone and call people and invite them. (laughs) Ask them to bring a friend. And then you learn how to teach that topic. Yeah. Then you look
1: it up. on True story.
0: Then you learn. It's not, Oh, let me learn first. No bullshit. Set the date, pick the topic, invite everybody. Now you're under pressure. Your back's against the wall. And then you do this every single month without fail. The way that John and I have done this podcast for now going on 30, 37 months, something not 37, 32 months, somewhere around there, John, like we set up really two goals. Two episodes a week for two years. Yep, That was it. Every week. Without fail. Yes. COVID. COVID again. <laughs> yeah. Vacations. Sick kids. Sick parents. Doesn't matter. Two no. a week. Two a week. You do the same thing with those lunch and learns. Yep. And by the way, if you're a financial advisor, lunch and learns work. If yeah. you're a realtor, lunch, lunch and, and learns, learns work. work. Like yeah. anything you do somewhere where you bring educational value in food for free.
1: Marry the two. There, there you, you go. go. There
0: you go. <laughs> Yep, and then the sixth one is the master networker. Mm. Like you want to be the mayor of your town. You are at every function. If there's a ribbon-cutting cutting event, you're there. Chamber of Commerce event, you're there. BNI Group, yep, I'm in one, maybe even two. <laughs> oh, Women's Council of Realtors, yep, I'm there. is doing a golf tournament, yep, I have a foursome, I'm there. I sponsored the third hole, of course. Yes, and the, but that's your thing, that's your yep. jam. Wind down Wednesday. Guess what? I'm there. I'm there. Yeah. And keep on going. Think about all the different things that, that we can do, right? We can teach at our local realtor board. We can be a part of mm-hmm. Women's Council Realtors. We can be a part of Mortgage Bankers Association. They all serve different facets. We can join a chamber of commerce. Well, people might maybe like, Dio, how does joining a chamber of commerce benefit me?
1: Mm. Okay,
0: well, let me walk you through it. You go to chamber of commerce meetings. You meet five people there. Mm-hmm. You pick three of them that you felt like, hey, they weren't totally whack jobs. Yeah, I can connect. Them. I can connect with them. You invite them to coffee. Why coffee? Because it's cheap. And quick. Yeah. Yeah. 45 minutes in case the conversation sucks. Hour and a half in case the conversation's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. And if if you have to pay, you're you're out of there for less than $10. Yeah. Okay. You go to coffee. They own a business. That means if you're a mortgage Loan originator, their loan is hard. Mm. You do hard loans. What do you know? But you're not there to get their loan. You're there to ask them how you can bring value to their business. Maybe they have some kind of a discount that they can offer all of your clients, and you can send out a blast email to your client database. Hey, guys, hope you had a great summer. Um, everything's going well in fall. Yep. I have negotiated with this local.
1: Insert name here.
0: Yep for this type of discount as a VIP client of mine. What are you doing You need a reason to touch your database? What are you doing? You're bringing value to that Chamber of Commerce person. What if that Chamber of Commerce person could do something similar? Mm. Oh, there we go. So there's people whose brains just works that way because that's in their DNA. If your brain doesn't work that way, you have to ask yourself, would I be good at it? And if I was good at it, would I like it? Mm because maybe you just haven't been exposed to becoming a master network, but you have the skill set. you've been pretty predispositioned. Then again, it's conversations like this that we're having on today's podcast that hopefully make you say, "Hmm, hmm. Well, hmm. yeah, it- maybe that's something that I should do. But to recap it, I believe we all are predispositioned to be good at certain things in life. And if you're good at those things, you're going to like them. I don't think you have to try to be good at all six or all eight or all 10. I think you have to be good at two. Find out the the two that you think you're going to have the natural ability uh, to to succeed the most in Mm -hmm. and lean into those things. Today, we came up with cold calling, working open houses, which again, for non-mortgage industry, it would be pop buys, becoming a social media master networker. I almost use the word influencer. I hate that word. Yes, I do. But you create content. You are very active, connecting with people deliberately, mm-hmm. connecting with them, and taking it two to three levels deep in terms of turning a like or a view into a actual conversation. Are you the partier, right? The person who really loves to just grow and network through through social fun events. Are you the educator, meaning you grow your network through Lunch and Learns, or are you just a master networker where if there's an event in your market, you're going to be there leveraged. You're always leveraged, right? If it's a October fest and there's a chance for you to have a booth. Uh, Guess what? I'm having a booth of pumpkins on it. I'm having a booth and I'm inviting a realtor. In fact, if I'm doing it, I'm going to invite four realtors because what I'm going to do is I'm going to have it Saturday and Sunday, mm. and I'm going to man the booth from 8 to 11 a.m. with one realtor from 1 to 5 p.m. for another realtor. You notice you. I gave myself a two-hour a two-hour uh, openness. Yeah. No, in case one runs long or one comes early, You're Right, and I'm going to do the same thing on Sunday. But that's that's what I'd be into, right? If, if I'm that type of networker, maybe I'm also at things like um, bridal showers. Mm-hmm. Not bridal, not the shower, like when they have conventions. Yeah. Like a bridal convention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, trade shows. Yeah, because what are people who are getting married gonna do more than likely? Have a house to sell, house to buy? Uh, Dual income now, maybe they were single income, now they're dual income. How could I leverage that with a realtor? Right, but then I have to put together all the systems and processes to, well, how do I get everyone's information? How do I make sure I put them into my database? How do I market to them? How do I call them? If you just show up to the event, and you brought a realtor, okay, you get a star because, hey, you did an event with a realtor. You brought value to that real estate agent. Then if you actually had a sign-in check-in list, mm. you get two stars, but it, you don't get four stars until you actually contact everyone on that list via email, text, and phone call. That's how you get your four star. We could probably dive deep, John, into all six of these, but I know we're running long. Was there anything last minute that we have not covered on today's episode? No, I think you you knocked it out the park, bro. So what's your sales DNA?
1: Oh, you're asking me? Yeah,
0: what's your sales DNA?
1: (laughs) I had a sales job once where I cold called used car salesman. And then my, what do you call it? My supervisor brought me in and had me listen to a call with him. And right then and there, I knew that sales was not in my
0: DNA. So so for that reason you're out so for that reason i'm out all right for that reason i'm in and i would say i am naturally good at cold calling oh yeah therefore i'm willing to do it doesn't mean i like it but i'm willing to do it kind of like doing squats at the gym if you told me i have to do four sets of 12 i'm not gonna like it but i can do it to get through my workout i can make 15 to 25 phone calls a day If that's what's required, and I'm willing to do it because I know that I'm good at it, not because I like it. I love lunch and learns. Mm -hmm. To me, that's the easiest, but that's probably because I am a teacher at heart. I joke, like, if I ever won the lottery, I'd go coach football in high school, baseball in high school, and I'd be some kind of, like, an economics teacher. You've already hit the lottery, Dustin. You get to host a Loan Officer podcast. Ah, boom, boom, shh. All. You are you are so true, but right now this is a pro bono, not for profit entity, John. If we can continue to have our audience grow, yes. which happens when people look, share our website. Yeah, it's with on people. you
1: guys, folks. If you you guys and gals, if you don't share us, we won't grow. So fucking balls in your court.
0: <laughs> no, but in, in, in all sincerity, theloanofficerpodcast.com dot com or TLOP, dot online dot com. Mm-hmm. Go to our website, share our website. On our website is all of this content, plus a plethora. us more. I mean, shit tons. Yes. That's metric, by the way. Yes. A shit ton is a metric way of, of measuring something. Yep. A shit ton of, of additional content, plus all of our social mm-hmm. handles. They are on that. Yes. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You have just tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. We thank you for your time. Thank you. We will catch you in the next episode. Peace.